then we record a little while longer, and then we end it late. It's pretty much. 2030. Yeah, 30 minutes is all the time you guys, like the five-minute man on radio, or the 30-minute <laughs> So since it's a good place to start, I'll introduce this is episode number 72 of the Uncle Eddie podcast today. I'm with my co-host, you probably know him as Jacob, I do too. I'm going to get 72 one. virgins when I die. We're, that was Muslim show. We're going to get you heat in here for that. We'll, <laughs> we'll have talk the about 72 that. 72 version show on another day. But uh, today we have with us Mary Baudouin. It works right. with us here at AOC. Mary, uh, this is pretty free form, but I'm going to ask you right from the get go what do you do at AOC? And we're going to get off of AOC and get personal right almost immediately. Sure. Uh, I am the marketing director at AOC. I've been employed here about a year and a half now. So uh, it's been a great experience so far, you know. Your boss is a pretty nice guy, right? He is. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard the guy that runs AOC is off the rails. Good. I guy. cannot. I can. I just can't stand that guy. Yeah, me either. <laughs> That's part of the problem. He hates himself. This is the disclosure hour. Let's talk about disclosure. Something that ticks me off, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. This isn't a, not a crude segue. It's, I mean it. Uh, people that don't honor or have any respect whatsoever for others. Uh, that be that uh, uh, somebody in the grocery aisle who has to park parallel or horizontal and look at his phone while other people are trying to get by. Uh, that ticks me off, and I yell at those people. But when people uh, take it a step farther, and, and uh, this is where Mary is here. She's got an issue with this as well, so we're going to gang up on Jacob. Yeah. Uh, people who abuse handicapped parking or think handicapped parking applies to them because they're only going to be a few minutes or uh, just – that pisses me off a lot. So Mary doesn't want to use the language I do, but Mary, uh, I'll introduce you by saying you've got a, a, a person with a substantial disability in your I life. I do. I have a daughter, Alexis, and she's 21 years of age. And um, whenever she was, I think, about five years old or six years old, that's when she got her first wheelchair. Um, she has a neuro- neurological condition called lysencephaly, which means smooth brain. Um, and so the doctors told me when she she was born that she would have severe developmental delays. So um, I've had to learn throughout the years how to um, adjust to, you know, having and taking care of someone in a, a wheelchair. Um, and whenever you have someone in a wheelchair, then you start seeing obstacles that you've never seen before. Um, one of them is what you just touched on is parking spaces. Um, I have a van that has a ramp so that I can load and unload Alexis whenever she, we go to doctor's appointments or even fun things like going to the park or what have you. And there's nothing more frustrating than having a legit handicapped vehicle um and i cannot find a close parking space because i see all of these other cars in spots especially in a spot that is really meant for a van and what i mean with that is if you're not familiar you have your regular parking space and then blue lines typically on the right or the left side of it that is to allow clearance for a ramp as well as to get the person onto the ramp. So be cognizant of that whenever you're parking, because if you park over over those blue lines, then you could have blocked somebody from getting in or out of their vehicle. And that's been a big uh, issue that, yeah, that I've faced throughout the years. Well, uh, I would suggest, and this is where Jacob might come into this, that, that 
What are you going to do about it outside of public education, making people aware? I suggest a little bit of an anarchist attitude that a person with a legitimate handicap vehicle with a ramp that's you know discomposed because they can't park gets to smash the window of the person who's in the parking spot. So you you back up and park I your car somewhere. I might have accidentally scraped then, uh, somebody's vehicle. With <laughs> I didn't even bring that up. I didn't saying. even bring that up. But I can imagine. I was I was going to say you should legitimately smash their windows out, and that's all good. But on occasion, have you ever had that ramp and maybe misjudged because somebody yes. in in the ramp might have hit? Yes. I don't know, but it could well, have maybe. And, and you know, especially when I'm taking her. Uh, by myself i don't have a nurse or anyone accompanying me to the appointment if someone parked on the lines they might not have been there when i parked but when i returned to the vehicle and then i have to leave her in the parking lot by herself put the brake on and then back out the vehicle then unfold the ramp but uh, again just going back to when the ramp is down I've had to, in certain circumstances, lift her chair, and she's 70 pounds, and her chair is about the same. So I'm lifting 140 pounds to get onto the ramp, um, and that's that's not very no convenient. No part of this at all. No part <laughs> so uh, just, you know, it's good um, to bring the public aware of this issue. But also, I've, because it's happened to me frequently, I went ahead on my computer and I typed up a note. And I actually keep them in my vehicle. So when I see somebody that's parked in the wrong, in a handicapped spot, I <laughs> will leave the note on their already. vehicle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't even heard, but I'll have copies. Of I, I used to do it handwritten, and I'd put it like in you know all caps, like I'm screaming at them. But um, doing a hand uh, or type note just lets them know. I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm trying to call out, be respectful of those drivers um, and individuals that are going to the doctor's appointments or wherever you parked, Walmart, what have you, just be aware that you're taking up a space that someone that really needs it and you might be inconveniencing them. Uh, just be respectful of that. If you can park away from the building or away from the handicapped spots, if you don't absolutely essentially need to, then please don't. If you're able to walk and you are, you know, and there's a lot of spaces that are filled already for handicapped spots, just maybe consider parking outside uh, those handicapped spots because it's convenient for someone. You certainly don't mean me. (laughs) Those other people may be inconveniencing the handicapped people, but I'm not because I'm only going to be in here 15 minutes, right? Right, right. It is this striking self-centeredness and arrogance that comes with... It's the Chick-fil-A syndrome. Which one is that? It's the one that I got to have what I want and everybody uh, else can go straight to hell. Yes. Yeah. Well, but I think especially with a car, there's something weird about like you can get there faster, you're safe, you're yeah. in control and it makes you like more entitled. I, 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 not necessarily, but I think a lot of folks I think you're become... so right about that. And just from me observing where to find a handicapped spot, especially in a parking garage, I've seen Corvettes and Mustangs and sports yeah. cars and I'm like, uh... check and see if they have the DV right. on the license plate. You know, I think they just sort of pulled up or yeah. what what they do is they park um, backwards so that you can't see the plate uh, if you're driving by, if you're a cop or what yeah. have you. So they back into the spot. So their plate is on the other side. Mm. So people do that too. They, they try to find ways around the system. It's just like, for me, it's, 
the the thing that I would like to do, and we bring this up a lot on this show, is create some kind of media where the hero is someone who like crushes a car into a cube, you know, when it's parked well, in, in the wrong us, place. All of us secretly want that vengeance taker, the ultimate vengeance yes. taker, and mm-hmm. have it done in a third person. But but but, but for the people that don't have the superhuman strength to crush that car, you know, it, it's it's something where could you not just you know, it's, it's Aristotle. Can you not just like live virtuously, and it will become a reward if you, if you, mm-hmm. if you live that examined life and and park a little further away, or just like be more mindful of? The, I, I don't know. It's like mindful, well, you're, mindfulness is well, sexy. Su- you're su- suggesting what Mary's asking for. Why can't we all just be considerate of those considerate. around us, mm-hmm. and not even particularly those in a wheelchair, because we're going to be sensitive to everybody right. in their wheelchair situation. Yes. No different than you being an idiot. Sorry, Jacob. I didn't <laughs> make a point at you when I said that. It, it, why do we have to the, – the fact that we have to have handicap spaces marked off I can almost understand because you can't expect people to park when they can't park in simple lines. So we designate it for a reason, and it's not it, – I don't even know how to answer it to the people who ignore it, the, the sense of entitlement. But, I, I think we haven't put enough resources into making philosophy sexy. Virtue can be sexy. Living – you know, you see it with some uh, heroes You know, in, in our – well, really, a lot of times it's just the actual, you know, ridiculous outsized superheroes that, you know, Captain America, you know, helps the little old lady across the street. But, you know, it's like making – well, this is going to come off the wrong way, but making Boy Scouts sexy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that, that way, yeah, that way of behaving. But it is. It's Aristotelian. It's just virtuous behavior. Mm-hmm. And if you, start, if, if you start it, it becomes a habit and it becomes a way that actually influences your own life. Uh, positively, right. but it, it doesn't necessarily happen immediately. You know, you don't see the. Well, that's the same thing I said before that you kind of manifest what you want to have happen. Yeah, it's a, but it goes back to to what Lexi faces or what what Mary faces when she's taking Lexi somewhere. Yeah, um, getting getting in and out of the van is mm-hmm. probably. Maybe what simplest part of your day? For the most get part, over yeah. the curb, <laughs> get over the curb, up the curb, find the ramp if there's a ramp, mm-hmm. which is typically not convenient. But you find the ramp, and then of course it's raining everywhere except you know you, you got to go out on the ramp in the rain. Get up the ramp, and then you're in the place, um, and then of course seating becomes a whole different situation. The driveways, now we've got these lime, these little scooters around. Yeah, the so, little birds oh yeah, bird. all over the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, these, these things, which are, uh, I think I have a true love-hate relation with them. <laughs> uh, I think they're part of our future, but I think it goes back to can't we all just live the virtuous life and set the thing aside uh, in a place that's convenient and safe and not intrusive? Yeah, the, the, you know, absolutely. The whole, and, that, and what I think that it would be a good practice for someone to think about is if you were in a wheelchair and you were by yourself, would you be able to navigate to where you need to go from parking to going on the sidewalks to going into a restaurant? Are the doors easy enough for you to open if you're sitting in there by yourself? And I think mm-hmm. a reporter with Channel 10 a while back did uh, that story. They sat in a wheelchair all day, went to the Acadiana Mall and went to other places. And I thought that's a really good way to find out what a person really goes through. Going to the restroom, especially if the handicapped spot is a little bigger than the other stall, but you can't 
fit someone really comfortably in that stall, um, you know, trying to maneuver a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Can you really turn around the wheelchair and what have you? So um, there's a lot of obstacles, you know, not just parking spaces, but sidewalks that are cracked. New Orleans, I have to say, is is a horrible (laughs) city for people that are handicapped. because it's not good for anything um, that moves. Yeah. If you got wheels, you shouldn't be annoying. Well, and uh, for me as a parent, it was very disappointing to bring her to the aquarium and to the zoo and to go through these roads or, you know, sidewalks that are just terribly beaten up. Um, And, you know, when you're in a chair, obviously you're going to hit and make the person in the chair uncomfortable. So it's just, you know, very bumpy, very rocky and Mm -hmm. more of an obstacle, something that would uh, influence me not to go back to that, that area. Yes. Well, I I think that maybe uh, like, like one possible future that will make people see this more is vr uh that there are uh that there's a vr program coming up that is going to take kids uh basically you can get into it and have the uh overview effect which is what people who have gone into space and see the earth from afar and you know see it as just this single thing uh, and, it, and it kind of uh, humanizes <coughs> and it, it, it's like a humanistic moment mm-hmm. and so they want to do this for you know younger kids to see the earth as this boundaryless thing that we're all from, uh, and you could probably do something similar with uh, you know putting somebody in, like the, yeah. the reporter has done a day uh, in the life of a person's yes. point of view. Yeah, mm-hmm. those things are are done. I, I mentioned I think over the coffee upstairs a second ago. Liam uh, with the city yes. has done one from his wheelchair. Yes, uh, it, it astounded me, and I yeah, I. I'm not unaware, uh, you know, I am, I'm not insensitive or unaware of the one, but after I watched him literally, it, it, you know, when I walked through this curb, I knew it was a bummer, but then I you see him really, it really is a bummer. It's yeah. not just a bummer as I walk by it. It's a real deal bummer. Well, and he's out, cause you to, and it, you got to go around a whole Well, for him, he's got to go out into, he's got to yeah. go out into the traffic lane because there's yes. parking that's in, has no consideration for anybody in a wheelchair. So mm-hmm. then he's out in traffic. That ain't a good place to be in Lafayette. Yeah. You know, let's be honest. He gets down traffic a little ways, then he's back. He's out of traffic, but he's not on the curb because he can't get back up there. No, no part of that's good, and he has to do that every day. Go to work. Yeah, that. What I'm saying is just that. Watching him in that experience took me up ten notches of awareness. And as I say, I wasn't at zero in the first place. So we need we need more of that kind of stuff. We need more people like Mary who live the life. Uh, telling the story and we need more people to be somewhat aware that your 15 minutes that you're saving to grab that loaf of bread adds adds 20 minutes add 20 minutes on the short end to you're gonna lose that time when you get to the red light you know it's absolutely you're not saving time yeah you're not Mm -hmm. saving time you're not doing anybody any favors that's where that's where uh, there's so many things in civic life that i my fantasy is that we repurpose drug uh, uh, DEA type funds, you know, the thirty billion we spend there, or the hundred and eighty billion a year we spend incarcerating people, and we put the cops to work on that. Yeah. Go out there and Being tow human? everybody who <laughs> is parked in a handicapped spot and isn't supposed to be. You know, mm-hmm. to spend your energy that way. Anyway, that's just my little peeve. Uh, well, I, I I just came back from uh, Disneyland or Disney World. Incredible number of people all moving. 
in a completely discombobulated manner. We as a as a as a collection, we don't have an automatic way to default to like let ants form lanes yeah. and <laughs> so forth. We t- we tend to look to me more like just like oceans colliding. Microbes. People, yeah, people and people's lack of awareness or sensitivity to their surroundings was astounding to me. And it's one thing to be distracted, you know, looking at the 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 awesomeness of Disney. But these people were, among other things, of course, staring at their phone, yelling at their kid, looking off in space, daydreaming. In consideration for the person around you is just profound. It's mm-hmm. just astounding how many people. And they stop and turn a stroller sideways and not look and knock two old people, and I'm old, knock two mm-hmm. old people down. Uh, people by him have to stop. There's cursing and screaming. They don't even apologize. The stroller sits there while they're yapping it up with their aunt who's uh, got her stroller going the other way in the middle of a parade ground. This is, this is symptomatic in the, the, in the wheelchair people on a good day. Yeah, have it way worse than that. And I'm complaining about the indifference of people at, you know, at Disney World. Uh, but it just, it's all of us as a species have to become a little more aware. You have to have a little gratitude, a little sensitivity, have a little empathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think on, in touching on that, if you own a venue, such as a restaurant, take a, a few minutes to look around and see if it's not up to code or what have you. If it, there are any obstacles, even if it is up to code, do you have steps? Do you have uh, maybe the wheelchair entrance is, is broken? You know, maybe it's a, a ramp that's uh, falling apart. You want to make sure that you keep those things up to date and accessible for everyone. So if you have a venue like that, be sure to you know keep up with it. Even like I said, the doors. Getting in and out of restaurants can be difficult when you're in a wheelchair by yourself and you're trying to pull the door. It pulls you back. You literally roll back as you're trying to get in. So well, I mean, the people that try to pull doors open are fully... <laughs> whatever abled people coming through our front doors downstairs have a hard time right person in a wheelchair is hopeless down there yeah i mean it's just the way it is Mm -hmm. it it, it, the whole bigger picture i think they uh, the theme of today's show will be uh uh, have some awareness you so and so we don't want to say mf because that's now a bad word somebody said it about the president we have to have a touch of politics (laughs) (laughs) social issues what's burning me up today uh, day, this is day 20 or so of the big shutdown. Yo-bo. And boy, he's painted himself into a corner and he's digging a ditch just deeper, deeper for himself here. I don't uh, think that man's what's gonna happen? had manual labor. No, well, what's going to happen? How long before the bubble bursts? Is he going to declare a national crisis? Which he's, that's where he's leaning right now. It's the only way he can save his manhood. Yeah, well, his base loves it. His base is eating it up. I worry that the Democrats don't have the gumption to go for the long haul. Uh, I, I think they're going to cave and soon. Wow, really? You think the Democrats yeah. are going to cave? Huh? Yeah, that's just, the, that's their nature. <laughs> it, it, it the wimps. Mary, what do you think? I, I think gonna... that Jacob's right because I think that they have uh, empathy for the people that are unemployed right Unfortunately, now. Unfortunately, because uh, you can have empathy and yet also right. have strategy. Right. And they, they need to listen to their strategic mind. Uh, whoever caves loses. Unfortunately, it's that simple. But this is the chance to break the guy. Yes, this yeah. is it. This is how you break. Because he's he will he will get kookier, and he yeah. is going to declare a national emergency. But that'll be the 940th illegal thing he's done. Yeah. And we got to wait for you know. You see, Rosenstein is yeah, but resigning, he's, but he's waiting. To yeah, step he down says until, I'm resigning, but not until the papers are a out. A certain <laughs> thing is going yeah. to get yeah. released in a few. Well, weeks I'm soon. optimistic things will happen reasonably soon. Uh, but the relative to the whole shutdown. 
I crazy. really hope the what Democrats held thing. on. Uh, yeah, I really do. Oh, me too. And, man. Uh, they have to. They yeah, they just have to. And I think they, I think Pelosi realizes that. I don't know, man. What what are you what are you going to? You know, it's just it's an insane soap opera. Yeah, I think it's really be, sad that we've gotten to this point. But it is it is the May You Live in Interesting Times. This is definitely interesting full time. chapters mm-hmm. of future history oh, yeah, books. Yeah. This is not you a know, this, is, this is not a subset of chapter thirteen. Yeah. This is this is gonna be a big chapter with a lot of subsets and you're gonna remember some names and some events. And I think some of those events haven't happened yet. Like there's Yeah, dude. Uh, People in the streets now, there's a, something going on at Kent State today, 5,000 people marching in protest. Uh, What's the deal with SNAP and WIC? Did they, did they find they some They did some bogus way to give it another they 30 days. They should have, man. Yeah. They should. I'm sorry, but they they should have let well, that that's, thing. Well, that's how they went. That's how the Republicans win. They keep these people from starving. Yeah. They keep crowing about doing the right thing. To, so Yeah. It, and it does I, keep people from starving. Uh, oh, it definitely does, but, uh, you know— it, We need people mad, man. Yeah, we need people mad. That's that's the point. Okay. Well, Well, that's my political opinion, Mary. Yes. Good luck. Get get mad, and uh, and uh, my my direction to everyone is to the next time you see an able-bodied person get out of a car that is parked in a handicap, smash their window, key their car. (laughs) I'm good with both of those, but more subtle yet less uh, or somewhat frightening. Have a little jar of peanut butter with you, and put a little peanut butter on their handle of all the handles. Just one, because they're going to assume the worst when they get back to their car. And until yes. they figure out it's peanut butter, which is bad enough, Nutella. they're going to think. Nutella. Ooh, that's even better. <laughs> Take a little jar of Nutella, keep it with you when somebody does an illegal parking, particularly to a handicapped that's person. That's better. Put some Nutella on the handle. Yeah, I'm don't not advocating for this at all. I'm just saying. Leave I didn't say it either. Mary has a, Mary has a, a form letter that you, yeah. that you yeah. can put under their windshield. Wipe. Yeah. Thanks for being here as our go-host. And, and I'd like yes. to announce to the audience at home that's listening, and they were looking for Shahid. He didn't, he's walked in, and he didn't get to be on air today. But he's with us. All of you regular listeners who will remember Shahid's been a co-host two and a half times or something. <laughs> yeah. He's damn near regular. We're going to get him on and ask some hard questions. But not today. Not today. I'm done, man. That's 30 minutes, huh? That's it. That's Ben. I'm Uncle Eddie. I'm Jacob. Mary already stood up. <laughs> Very doubtful. <laughs>